Are you ready, kids? No. Welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. I can't hear you. This is Stefan. Oh, Matt. What's up, dude? Not much. How are you? I'm good. Cool. Um, we left off last episode with you. Talking about Narcos, which is a fucking great show that My I only God. just got into. What a smooth transition. Uh, Pedro Pascal's in it. Yeah, he is. And he's excellent. doing a lot of stuff now. Excellent, excellent show. Watch it. I really have nothing else to say other than watch it. Second of all, um, have I told you what I'm doing this year or what I'm trying to do a lot more this year? Um, as I clink my glasses against the mic. What? The suspense is killing me. What? Sorry, I'm, I'm eyeing Stefan, but the realization that, once again, we're not being filmed after, what, episode... 50 oh god we're in our 50s i think oh mazel tov, baby mazel tov. i hey. don't know which one this is i can i can see but yeah yeah, yeah. nah don't worry about it yeah anyway, something like um, that so what i'm trying to do this year is i'm trying to incorporate a lot more um international films in my repertoire of movies that i watch and you know i've i've watched a lot of japanese films or like asian films in just the sense of like chinese uh korean and stuff like that a few Korean, uh, but mainly like a lot of Kung Fu movies I, I love watching. And like, uh, God's, I watched Shin Godzilla with Jared the other day. And that, oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I saw that in the theater with Jared. That was weird. It was such a weird Godzilla movie. Oh, it was movie. so fucking good. It's good. Uh, it it's so, a weird uh, take. Excellent. Excellent, excellent movie. By the person who did Evangelion. Yeah, I figured that out later. I think after the fact. Yes. Okay, but... Um, so I, I'm trying to add um, other stuff to my repertoire as well because I don't want to just do – I want to do something from like each kind of different co- country and stuff like that. So it started off with me watching this Brazilian movie with my sister called Elite Squad, which has the same actor who plays Pablo Escobar in Narcos. This is actually what got me and my sister into watching Narcos in the first place because Elite Squad was super good. It is a Brazilian movie uh, about the Brazilian police versus like um, – Drug, I mean, like drug cartels and stuff like that in Brazil in like the 1990s or so. And whoo boy, it is a it is a gory movie. Is it really like it's, like the raid type gory? Yeah, I mean, it's not as it's not as fantastical. It's a little bit more based in reality. Uh, there's a lot of fucking bag torturing. They they fuck up a kid at one point. Like it's dude, it's a really good movie. I I actually really recommend it. Um. And it was re- really, really good. And then, but I don't really have much to say about it other than that because it is, there's not really too much twists and turns about it. It's just, an inter- it's an enjoyable movie to watch. And it shows a lot about the, how just insanely polluted the police and uh, gangs were in Brazil at the time. It's creepy. And uh, the other movie I watched, which is more creepy, this is, this is the one I really want to talk about. This is probably the scariest. Or not scary. Well, yeah, scary in its own right. But this is the most suspenseful, like non-suspense movie I've ever watched in my life. It's called The Hunt. Do uh-huh. not mistake it with the one that came out recently in America with like the conservative versus liberals, which that's good in its own right, too. This is um, the Mads Mikkelsen Danish movie, The Hunt. And it is super good and very stressful to watch. Really? The premise of it is Mads Mikkelsen, the bad guy from 007. Okay, yeah. The one with the eye thing. Right, he's yeah. the one with the bloody eye thing. Yeah. He, um, yeah, because we, we had that We had up. that mix yeah. up a few episodes back. Right, right. Um, 
he plays a kindergarten teacher and he is just a generally great, nice guy. He has some, you know, family trouble going on where like his wife left him with his kid and like he's he's at the beginning of the movie is kind of showing it like get a little bit better. Like his kid is going to come visit him. He's like getting a girlfriend and stuff like that. And he's just generally a super nice guy to like the kids and everything like that. There's one of the kids who is the daughter of like a close of like his best friend. And they have like familiar troubles. So like he'll step in a lot. to like, you know, walk her to school or something like that. And it's just a very nice thing. Uh, up until the point that an allegation comes up that he sexually harassed one of his students. Whoa. He did not. The premise of the movie is he did not do it, but everyone thinks he did it. And it just proceeds to show the entire town turn completely against him and like almost just a witch hunt type thing. And it ends very bleak. <laughs> like it is, it, it is so stressful because every interaction that is done is, is done very well. Like the, Slight spoilers. I, I really, this is one of those movies that like, there's not really a lot of twists and turns about it. So maybe you shouldn't spoil it. I'm not going to fully spoil it, but I'm just, I'm for like the base thing, because the base plot of the story is the girl says Mads like sexually harassed her, but the way she does it, it makes sense. Like her brother, like offhandedly showed her like a pornographic image or something like that. And she heard a terminology and then she had like a, you know, like a kindergarten crush on Mads Mickelson. And so when he said, you know, you shouldn't do that with, with uh you should do that to one of the boys your age she gets upset and kind of that comment offhandedly gets attached to him when she's talking to a different teacher and then from there it's people putting words into the child's mouth like did he touch you he did he show you his penis like it just like the the intense questioning that like a child doesn't know how to process and then eventually like it it gives off the impression which i this is an absolute real thing that can happen of like these people want me to say yes to this. They're giving me such specific questions and ask me so many things and they won't accept. I don't know. So I just sit, they just say yes. And then just progresses to like, Oh, it's just so fucking, it's really, really good. I strongly recommend watching it, but it's, it's creepy. It's, um, it's also creepy. That it, is more creepy. It is. It could totally happen in real life. It's they're all creepy kids. <laughs> sure. What's I just, creepy? no, just that the premise of that movie, like, cause I, I thought, the original movie, the Brazilian film you watched was creepy. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they're both creepy in their own right. Yeah. So it's, um, they're both very good movies. So that's elite squad. Elite squad. also apparently has a sequel. That's also very good as well that I'm, I want to check out eventually and the hunts with Mads Mikkelsen. And that's uh, the one of the saving graces because like the first half of the movie is very hard to get through with just like, I, I hate movies where like people don't believe someone and that's like the entire movie. I'm, yeah. Um, is, and you don't get any relief liar revealed type thing, or is it just like just straight not believing somebody just straight like people who've known this guy forever and he's but done nothing but just be a good human being. And like the entire town just immediately turns on him. Um, it, it's, it's a very frustrating, but good film and you don't get any relief from that until about halfway through where you get like one person who like, is kind of on their side, but up until that point, it's just, it's um, just stressful as shit. I just watching this, you go completely out of control, and um, yeah, it, it's just it's a scary thing. It could totally happen, like because kids they don't they don't understand. Like the do yeah, the girl in this movie is not a bad guy. She's a, a you know, she's actually a sweet innocent kid that doesn't understand the severity of a comment she made offhandedly. Like it's just. 
Ah, boy. It's creepy. It's, it is creepy. Very good. Check it out. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to add a lot more international films to what I watch. And I think at this point, I even want to, for myself, not not for really anyone else or not. I mean, in the podcast, of course, I'll talk about it. But like right. for myself, I think I, I do want to like kind of start doing like a movie journal where I just put the date of a movie I watched, kind of put some impressions, maybe put like where the country originated from. Like I said, the Hunt movie was from Denmark. Denmark. Interesting. And fucking beautiful. Like the... It looks so beautiful. The cinematography is great, but then just the setting where they're at is really pretty gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. It's a very beautiful movie to watch. Um, but yeah, it's, I want to maybe like kind of start doing that. Cause I think like, yeah, I like elite squad. Is that an American film? No. Once again, made in Brazil, Brazil. Okay. So elite squad is a Brazilian film. Okay. I yes. think I had it switched, but, uh, back to Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Uh, cause that's how this all like ties in. Right. Because you got into Pedro Narcos well, the, because of the hunt, right? Wrong. <laughs> oh, because of uh, Elite Squad. <laughs> Elite Squad, yes. Okay. But Pedro Pascal was not in Elite Squad. Um, One of the actors from Narcos is the oh, guy who the plays Narcos. What the fuck's his name? It, anyway. The you lead, just said it not too lead, like five seconds ago. No, no, no. I didn't say his the guy's name from Elite Squad. It's a different... Uh, fuck, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, he, the lead guy from Elite Squad plays Pablo Escobar in Narcos. Right. At, who Pedro Pascal is hunting. In that show. Right. And Pedro Pascal is going to be Joel in The Last of Us. Yes. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. The live live action adaptation. As well as the uh, the girl from Game of Thrones who I don't remember her name. But she plays Arya Stark. No. Not wrong, that girl? Wrong. Really? Wrong. God damn it. This that is how we get in trouble with shit. This is how we get in trouble. With ourselves. Like, no one ever responds to our comments. But yeah, like, so like, I, I slap myself it? in the face every time I hear something wrong we said in our previous podcast it happens all the time no it's it's not um it's not Arya stark it's it's like one of the other northern leaders who was like a complete badass and like a hard ass too like i think she's gonna be a great ellie and i think pedro pascal is gonna be a great joel and that's really all i would say about that do you want to talk about uh gina whatever her last name is that is exactly who i want to talk about and that's exactly what i'm gonna get upset about possibly yeah because carillo gina carillo yeah. Or something like that. Okay. Gina Caron- Carano? Carino. Sure. Why not? Either way, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, she played... Uh, what's her name? Fuck. Now you're pointing at me like as if I'm supposed to know this. I, and I do. do. Um, Moss Ventress. No, <laughs> God damn it, dude. Uh, she plays... Oh shit! It'll come to me. So. Okay, it'll come to you. But she plays a rebel. Oh, I got it. I got it. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Yes. Yeah. She plays Cara Dune in the Mandalorian. Uh, she plays that rebel shock trooper who's usually paired up with Carl Weathers. Right. Um, I really liked her in the, the show. Mandalorian. I liked her character. Liked her character a lot. I want to start this off by saying I will still be able to separate the character from the actor and still enjoy her uh, her role. Yeah, that's what Rose and, and I talked about too. Yeah, Same like. Thing. It's not going to deter me from the Mandalorian or watching previous seasons. I no. can I can separate the two, unless like, you know, well, regardless. Anyway, so uh, for those who don't know, she has some very strong opinions, which she's been very vocal about on social media for a long time. Uh, she's conservative um, and has been very anti-mask. Um, she has said some things about transgender people that. I, I would say it's more along the lines of ignorancy more than... No, it's definitely ignorancy. Well, ignorancy more than like 
malice. Right. True. I, I don't. I don't think she meant ill. And I mean, of course, it came off as that, but I don't think she intentionally meant to do something so viciously mean. I don't know exactly what the terms were. I remember just see, seeing it offhandedly and stuff like that. But I think it was more just an ignorant statement that she made about transgender people. And um, right. she made one other comment, but that's that's what kind of broke the camel's back. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, Disney has let her go. Uh, they have fired her. And, yep. uh, you know, I think it was at the end of 2020 that some strong controversy came up. And I think at that point, Disney had gotten with her about this kind of comments and there appeared to be some sort of understanding up until she made a comment about how conservatives are the same as uh, Holocaust victims. Oh yeah. That's what she fucking said, which is Christ. Here's the thing guys. If you ever feel like comparing anything to a Holocaust victim, probably best not to do it. Yeah. Uh, if you are rich and famous, just shut, just shut the fuck up. Now, interestingly enough, before I get into the other stuff that pisses me off with her situation, um, there's a petition online where people are requesting her to be returned and also get Pedro Pascal fired out of um, hypocrisy because he made a similar thing about uh, he made a, he made a similar tweet about Holocaust victims. But do you know what he was comparing it to? The fucking children in Mexico being caged up, which is an actual, actual comparable comparison. situation. Yeah, a human being caged up for nothing more than just like bullshit reasoning. Yep, like. That that is something you can compare to. She was comparing people who are legally free to do whatever they want out in the open. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna put any conservatives in like a certain class region or anything like that. But typically it is usually on the higher yeah, it's usually in the better status than others. Yep. And um yeah, it was so what really upset me about this whole situation is Two things. One, man, I should just not go on Twitter when this should happen. Right, just don't go on Twitter, one. <laughs> yeah, um, they were saying like, wow, I guess the First Amendment isn't a thing. My immediate response to that is, you do not understand how the First Amendment works and you're an idiot. Because the right. first, if the First Amendment was an issue in the situation, it would be the government getting rid of her job. It would be the government... Uh, like like fucking putting her in prison doing something to her it was not the government it was her employer you do not understand how the first amendment works you're an idiot when you sign a contract with disney for millions upon millions of dollars you are expected uh, you are a pr person for disney yeah you are now a pr person you are part of public relations and you uphold the mickey mouse symbol you know and, uh, you know, whatever, Gina, whatever her last name, she can have the opinion she wants to have and be as crazy as she wants to be. But if she's expecting her fans to dig her out of this hole, she's 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 working on an uphill battle. I, I don't think no she, one's going to take her back. I, I mean, it's just it's past the point. And you, when you when you do that, the, these celebrities are so freaking notorious of doing this to themselves. And it's like, who who is letting you do this? Don't you have a person that you hire to make sure the shit that you put out there into the universe fits, you know, and it's okay and it's not culturally insensitive or, uh, you know, just making anti-Semitic remarks. Like, how does how is how does that get past well, these people? How does it get past them? Well, Gina made a response to this whole situation, which I'll get to at the end of this, okay? Because that's the cherry on top of just okay. the infuriating perfect, pie. Perfect. Um, and from I've gone through her tweets before, like when she first went through this, through this controversy, I was curious and I went through like her Twitter and like she seems like a nice enough person. 
like in her general stuff and like that, she she seemed like generally polite. I think it's just once again the naivety and just inability to think things through and just not keeping her mouth shut. That's not a thing. Like a lot of people need to keep their mouth shut. I need to keep my mouth shut about certain things. It's like the world does not need to know my opinion about every single thing in the world. Uh, but you know, if you're listening to this podcast for some reason, you want it. So, right. So here we are. Right. But this is a very specific thing. I'm not putting out to the world, but the, the mindset of, I um, don't know her, you know, there's that aspect. Right. So the mindset of like people being frustrated that she got let go by Disney, it's like, listen, folks, if I worked at office Depot and right after my shift, I walked out the front door, I saw my office Depot shirt on. I went up to a woman and began to scream at her. And say how she's a giant pile of shit and how she sucks. Would no one would blink an eye if Office Depot were to let me go at that point? Because I am representing Office Depot by not only being in the general vicinity of their workplace, but also wearing their merchandise. Her being an actor, she works for Disney, who their workplace is the entire her her workplace their workplace is the entire world. Disney supplies to everyone, so at all times she is a representative of Disney. And her as an actor, her face is the merchandise for Disney. Right. Like there's literally, there's literally Cara Dune toys. I'm sure. Right. Or they got canceled, but yeah. um, Right. Well, but still it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you're, you've sold your likenesses, right? That is what happens when you're an actor. You are a representation of whatever you're presenting out there. Sold your likenesses, bro. Right. You, as an actor, you sell yourself, you know, most employees sell their time in order to get paid. They sell themselves and their likeness to represent something in the in the property that they're representing in this case Cara Dune for Disney mm-hmm. so when Disney decided that and you know aside from the whole Holocaust thing which you know is already a dumbass move on its own she was also very anti-mask and stuff like that Disney being a company that owns a park that's trying to adhere mask rules so that way they don't get closed down again I'm sure it's not happy about that comment either no of course not I mean they all tie up and it's just Right, so it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that some of these people don't think before they speak. Yeah, so anyone who says uh, it was not right for her to get fired, it was absolutely right. It was Disney's choice to fire her. They could have fired her for any reason they wanted to. Good on Um, you, Disney. Yeah. So, and then that leads me to the second point. This may be a longer episode. The second point is um, the other comments I saw on Twitter were, "Man, fucking cancel culture is getting insane, or is just out of hand." I'm like, this is not cancel culture. This has this has merit. This, this is legit. <laughs> this is something she was actively doing. Cancel culture, you know, in the in one of the times that it worked, which I think the time cancel culture has worked to not work is leaning heavily on doesn't work. I think cancel culture for the most part is bad. The only time it kind of worked out was for like someone like Kevin Spacey who, you know, took advantage of people and, and Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby who took advantage of people and then were not allowed to. Um, or not allowed, but like that was the one time cancel culture worked, in my opinion. One of the biggest times it didn't work was James Gunn. Uh, he got called out for comments he said a long ass time ago that were kind of risque. But if you watch any Chappelle show or anything from like the early 2000s, that was just the comedy of the time, unfortunately. That, unfortunately, yes. It, the mind, the mindset was completely different. And we've the, moved forward. And since James, then. right. And James Gunn so had James, yeah. And the frustrating part about the whole James Gunn thing was like they had to look really far back to find something, which means he was not consecutively doing that from that point to the point he got canceled. Right. He had to learn from his mistake. And thankfully, he recovered and Disney took back the whole firing of him and brought him back. But 
once again, not cancel culture. You're an idiot if you think it was. That was something she was actively doing, not something someone had to dig up. Just uh, frustrating as shit. So the final cherry on top, before we end this episode, Mm -hmm. was uh, she responded to these things. And she said, well, the best thing that came out of this was that I was fired for my political opinion rather than being a woman. And I'm like, hmm. yeah, it moves past point. I have no comment on that. I mean, she, she just, she was kind of, that. she was just kind of referring to like the whole Ray thing. And if anyone has listened to the podcast for like two minutes, they know I'm not a huge fan of the like sequels. I don't have anything against Daisy Ridley. I like Ray as a general character. I hated what they did with her character, but newsflash that was probably done by guy writers. So it's yeah, just like, yeah. It was just like, um, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, that's that's so frustrating. It's like, ah, I just, well, just let it go, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Empty Glass Podcast. Matt needs to take four ibuprofen after a shit show, which was the death of Kara, dude. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Empty Glass. Matt, any closing thoughts? Yeah, fuck you, Gina. Fuck you, Gina. Later. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.